0: We are on the uh, Fruit of the Spirit series. Amen. I call it the power fruit. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, this this Christian walk is a walk of can somebody say transformation? Transformation. Amen. And, you know, God wants us to be transformed. Amen. Amen. Into what? The image of Jesus. And, you know, uh, as we study the fruit of the spirit and as we study it this this month and uh, we, we realize that the fruit of the Spirit is really it's it's the character of God yeah. Think about that the fruit of the Spirit is the character of God, and I don't know about you But I want God's character in my life. Yes. I don't want to be just the character right. <laughs> I want I want God's character. I want his Characteristics Amen. in my life yes. and and the fruit of the Spirit um, you know, those, those are, you know, those it's the fruit that's born in us when we when we get saved, when we get Jesus in our life. And and so and so it, it, it's a part of us. So let's look at Galatians 5, through 23. And this is the Apostle Paul. And he says, but the fruit of the spirit or you can say the fruit of the, uh, the recreated spirit which when you receive Jesus, you, you're, you, you, you have a new spirit, you get a new heart. And so it says uh, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Of course, King James puts it long suffering, amen. And uh, of course, other translations, patience. How many people are patient out here? Okay, we won't go there. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, And self-control. And I love this. Against such, there's no law. I love that. Because, you know, the only way that the devil can get at us is that we open the door. Amen. And we can open the door through what? Disobedience. Right. So we want to be obedient to the Father. Amen. And the more obedient we are, the greater authority we're going to walk in. And the less obedient we are, the more authority that the devil will have in our life. Do you believe that today? So we want to get obedient to God. We know Jesus, when he walked around and he did mighty miracles, I mean, Jesus was really doing it. But he but you, everything that Jesus did worked. And the reason why it worked, because he was totally full throttled, 100 percent submitted to God. Amen. Jesus was 100 uh, percent submitted to God. So everything worked. And, I, you know, I, you know, as I'm teaching on the fruit of the spirit, I just want things to work for you. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, as a Christian, don't you want things working? Don't you want your prayers answered? Don't you want to see blessings in your life? And, and, and so when you walk in the fruit of the spirit, you're, you're going to see blessings. Now, it's a process. Amen. It may not all happen all at once. But it's a, your, your blessing is, is here and also it's on its way. Do you believe that today? And so, and so, so we want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. So we talked about love and love is, you know, is the root of the fruit. And we have to walk in the love of God. We know the new covenant is based on love. Amen. And so Jesus said, a new commandment I give you is to what? Love one another. And so, so really, as Jesus says, as I have loved you. And so Jesus, how he loved us, he laid down his life for us. So we have to be willing, I know this is a tough pill to swallow this morning, to lay down our lives for other people. Amen. In other words, we got to get, you know, out, you know it, it may be inconvenient. You know, it can be inconvenient to serve God. But we got to get out of this mode of convenience gospel and get into a commitment gospel. Amen. Amen? So we got to get committed. Say, I'm committed. committed. Or you're going to end up being committed. You know, I think. (laughs) So we want to be committed. Amen. And so and so I love the love of God. And and I love John 3.16. And I go over John 3.16 a lot because it's one of the greatest verses in the Bible pertaining to the new covenant of love. And so John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, so we, we see that the love of God is so great that while we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Jesus died for us. Amen. And so I'm telling you, God loves you with an everlasting love. And when you invite Jesus into your life, when you get saved, you get God on the inside. Can I say it again? You get God on the inside. And guess what? God is love. So when you receive Christ, you receive the love of God. The Bible said it's shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So it's there. And your spouse might say, well, where is it at? You know, it's there. The love is there, but you've got to let it out. Amen. And then another uh, uh, fruit of the Spirit is joy. And joy, I really believe, comes from us knowing really what Jesus has done for us. In other words, that he's that he saved us and he purged our sins and that we're w- walking in right standing with God and our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Glory to God. And we got to get a revelation of how good that is. Amen. Because there's a lot of people on this planet that doesn't have Jesus in their life. And if you have Jesus in your life, you are a wealthy person. And you need to be rejoicing because your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we need to be so thankful for that. Glory to God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And then that and so we need to be just think, when we get up in the morning, we should start thanking God that we're saved. Amen. That we have a some of you have Bibles in here or that you have a, a phone with a Bible on it or whatever. And you just need to be thanking God, thanking God for all the good things He has done for you. Amen. And then that should create joy. A thankful heart always creates joy. And then peace is another part of us walking in, and that's the promise of God. And I'm going to say this, there's too many nervous Christians out here. There's too many Christians that, that are nervous about the future and nervous about, you know, what's going to go on with their life. No, no, God has good plans for your future. You don't need to be nervous, amen. You don't need to be upset. You don't need to be fretting, glory to God. Why? Because God is watching over you. If he cares for the birds of the air, he cares for you. And he will come through. Do you believe that today? God's never let me down. Amen. I mean, it's taken a little longer sometimes. Has it ever taken a little longer with God? Sometimes it just takes sometimes a long time. Amen. But, you know, but what's the old saying? Good things come to those who wait. Right? So we, we just got to, what, what does the Bible say? Wait upon the Lord. Pa- Pastor, you had to bring that up this morning. Wait upon the Lord. We need to learn to wait upon Him. Amen. And what happens when you wait upon the Lord? You shall mount up like wings, like eagles. You shall run and not grow weary. You shall walk and not faint. The reason why some of us are running a little low on our spiritual batteries is because we're not waiting on the Lord like we need to. We need to spend some time In his presence, glory to God. And that's where we can develop a relationship with him. And we'll have that peace. I I love the peace that surpasses all understanding. Glory to God. Can you walk in that kind of peace? I believe so. I don't believe you. You don't have to get up nervous. You don't have to walk around fretting, glory to God. You can have the peace of God. Why? Because God is looking after you. Amen? Amen. And then you have the fruit of patience. And I talked about that. And really, patience or perseverance go hand in hand. In other words, you, 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 you got to have a, a, I'm not going to quit attitude. Amen. I'm going I'm to keep doing it. I'm going to keep walking with God no matter what it looks like. You, 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 you can't just give up. Amen. Don't throw in the towel. Amen. I like, I love the Rocky movies. Anybody love the Rocky movies out here? Yes, yes. Anybody, a, anybody a Balboa fan? <laughs> Glory to God! And I love the Rocky. I did it, Adrian. You know, I love the Rocky movies, and uh, and I love it. And 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 what I loved about the first one. Anybody remember the first Rocky movie? Boy, wasn't he out of shape the first one? The third movie, man, he was buff. But well, I won't go there. But um, but the first movie, I guess he was in pretty good shape for an average guy. But. Um, He drank three eggs. Right. Okay, But um, he just all he wanted to do was he wasn't trying to win the fight. Did you know in the first movie he wasn't trying to win the fight against the number one boxer? All we wanted to do was go the distance. He said, if I can just go the distance, nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. You know, that was the boxer. No, if I can just go the distance, then I will outlast all the other boxers that got knocked out in his ring. If I could just go the distance. Remember, that was his dream. Just go in the distance. And see, that should be your dream, too. All I have to do is just go the distance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, just hold on. Don't let go. Amen. And really, it's God holding on to you. And, you know, it's, it's that old, uh, remember that story I told you one time before that they were doing a demonstration on the deck of a uh, ship. They were, they were uh, it was the military, I think it was the Navy. And they were showing about these, these balloons that could, that, that could um, you know, the balloons that could fly or whatever, the hot air balloons, I think. And uh, what happened was one of the balloons got away and, one, and a couple of the guys got, was, was holding the balloons and they lifted up into the air and that balloon started going higher and higher and, and the people that were holding onto the rope started dropping like they were up like maybe two, three hundred feet, went up a thousand feet and those guys were getting killed and there was this one guy that was there and they kept going up higher and higher and he wasn't letting go and they were running, and they, get, they start. I mean look man it's been five minutes, ten minutes, this guy's still holding on, man this guy must have brute strength. But what happened was they were able to get the the thing down. But what happened was when the guy was going up, he took the rope and he tied it around himself. So he wasn't really holding on. The rope was holding on to him. I'm going to say this today. You're not really holding on to God. God's holding on to you. What I'm saying to you today is you think that you're you're maintaining your walk with God. No, 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 no. God is watching over you. And God is divinely protecting you and if it wasn't for God's grace you wouldn't be here today and God is watching over you he's keeping you do you believe that today no matter what you're going through God is keeping you whatever blessing you're walking in it's because God has given it to you or you listen to what I'm saying today God is a good God he's a good God amen And so we we, we need to persevere through those hard times. And when you persevere, you will see the promise. You will see the promised land. So today I'm going to talk to you about goodness. Amen. uh, Which is a fruit of the spirit. And uh, uh, goodness, are you ready for the definition of that? It's the state of being good. How'd you like that one? The state of, Pastor, can you kind of bring a little bit more depth into that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to bring a little bit more depth into it today. Uh, but being good, in other words, you know, it's, it's funny, goodness, and there's a couple definitions for that. And, uh, and, and one of them, one of the definitions is understanding, understanding morality, understanding what God considers good. Okay, so we got to get a revelation of what God considers good and what God considers good is good and what God considers bad is bad. And what we have to do is we have to be have biblical knowledge because the world will tell you some things that are good that are not good. Amen. And so so if we live in the world and we don't read our Bibles as Christians, we we can take on a mindset what the world says is good, but it's really bad. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And so if it doesn't line up with God's word, then it's then it's bad. Amen. And so it's evil. So so the opposite of good is evil. And so this is what, what, you know, I, I, I talk to people, uh, uh, you know, I witness a lot and I'm always witnessing and asking them, you know, what do they think about Jesus and where their walk is with God and if they're going to make it to heaven. And most of the people that I talk to, um, and if you ever do this, you'll find that most people that don't know God will say that they, that, that they're going to make it because they're good. Do you know what I'm saying? In other words, they don't have an understanding. They're going with what society tells you what's good. But, you know, the Bible says really, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, so but most people don't want to look at themselves as sinners. They want to look at themselves as, as generally good people that does good things. And hopefully that, that, that goodness, their own goodness, gets them into the kingdom of God. But, no, but, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Amen. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm glad it doesn't work that way because there, there, there will always be a scale of goodness. And you, you'd have to reach a certain scale to get there. And I'm glad I don't have to try to jump through a lot of hoops. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And try to do a lot of things. And that's what religion is based on. You know, most religion, religious systems it is based on people doing things to obtain a certain position with God. So if they do everything right, but but most religious systems and and, and religions out here don't guarantee heaven. OK, but Jesus does. And so when I minister to people and then I talk to them about Jesus and we're going to talk about, you know, what's good. But but when I minister to them, they don't even have a clue who Jesus is. They, they know who God is, but they don't know who Jesus is. Because I would ask people like, do you believe Jesus is sinless? And a lot of them would say, I don't know. Do you know Jesus? Jesus is. He was and he is sinless. He's a sinless, spotless lamb of God you got to believe that. Somebody say, I believe that. Amen. Because if he is sinless, he's the only one that could take your sin. Amen. He's the only one that could take my sin. Because, see, a sinner could have went. Th- see, if, if, if it was just a guy that, that, that just lived a life that he was, uh, uh, you know, he did some good things and he did some wrong things, but he still went to the cross. Uh, he couldn't pay for your, for your sin. Only Jesus could. A regular human being. Jesus wasn't just a regular human being. And we're gonna study that. So we need to we need to talk about goodness and and so we need to understand there's a difference, and our goodness that cannot take you there. But I'm gonna say this: if you receive Jesus, you are good. Okay. Why? You because Jesus goodness is in your life. In other words, you are righteous. Oh, wow, that's a strong word. That means that you have right standing with God because of the blood of the lamb. So that means that Jesus' goodness is your goodness. And the only way we can get into heaven is to have Jesus' goodness in us. So so really goodness, what is the definition of goodness? Well, well, God had a definition which he calls the 10 which is called the 10 commandments actually Moses never labeled that as the Ten Commandments. But anybody remember the Ten Commandments out here? And so really the Ten Commandments, I I don't really look at that because we do go with the two commandments. Love your Lord God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. and Love your neighbor as yourself. You do that, you you fulfill the whole Ten Commandments. But a lot of people don't know what the Ten Commandments actually says. You know? And uh, how many people have ever read the Ten Commandments? Amen. Amen. And, uh, but... uh, but, but it says here uh, in the Ten Commandments, and I'm just going to shorten this. It says here, uh, it's in Exodus 20, 2 through 17. This is where I've taken this at. And it's also in, in another place in the Old Testament. And he says here, you shall have no other gods before, you, uh, before me. So, so here, the number one commandment is not to have any other gods before God. Well, that doesn't mean you can have other gods and gods first. God has to be number one. Amen. And so we need to make God number one in our life. Yes. Amen. And so as Christians, God has to be number one. In other words, you can say it this way as Christians. Jesus has to be Lord Amen. because that's just that's just this is change it over to Jesus because Jesus is God in the flesh. Yes. And, you know, Jesus is the one that's going to judge us. Amen. Well, I probably not. God, the father has given all judgment to Jesus. Amen. So we need to we need to pay attention to who Jesus is. Amen not just the god but who Jesus is and what Jesus did and what he said we need to pay attention to everything that's in red in our bible yes. amen and so i love this it says you shall have no other gods before me so 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 god wants to be number 1 and he deserves to be number 1 number number 2 you shall not make any idols and back then they would make idols and you know you know people do that every day people that there are people that don't have Jesus in their heart, but wear a cross around their neck. And but they don't live for Jesus or they may have, you know, Jesus written on their arm like one I or two, but they don't have Christ in their life. And what it is, is just things that people, a rabbit's foot. Anybody ever had a rabbit's foot in here? I got one for Christmas one time. A rabbit's foot. Come on, let me win the lottery here, you know. And, um, and, and you know, put in, put in your faith and trust in things and, you know, in, in, in objects, you know, and, 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 and exalting objects. Sometimes our, our, our phones can be, OK, we won't go there. We can worship our phones. Yes. Uh, praise the phone. Right. And um, my kids, you know, they, they, they get a hold of my iPhone. They don't want to let go of it. You know, I mean, they're on it 24-7, just playing on that phone, glory to God. And I I try to take it away. You know, one thing, let me just give you uh, some advice here if you're a parent. Don't put any games and don't let your kids play with your phone. Because you'll never get it back. But anyway, uh, God bless. My son just went ape yesterday when I had to pull that phone away from him. Amen. I had to go and take care of some business. But anyway. So anyway, so we don't want to make any idols. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. Now, this is really important because, you know, you you hear a lot, anybody, when you're watching a movie, ever hear that GD out there? does it just make you cringe? Me, I I just, I don't like it. You know, it's just ugh, right? Because God's not the dammer, He's the blesser. God is in the blessing business. He's not in the damning business. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right. And number 17, verse 17 says he didn't send a son in the world to condemn that the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So he's not looking to condemn or to damn. He's looking to save. And so when you say when you when you hear that G.D., that's why I don't like watching movies with that on there. I I like, you know, it's it makes me want to just change the channel If I just one G.D. That's it. Boom. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying? Why? Because, because God's the blesser. Amen. Amen. And, so, and so number four, we, so we don't, we don't want to, uh, you know, use God's name in vain. Number three, uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Hey, this is really good too. We, we, we need a day of rest. Amen. And this is in the Ten Commandments. I think it's just, a good, it's just good not to be working seven days a week. Amen. Anybody like vacations in here? One day a week. You just need to take it easy. You need to just take it easy. Not be so, you know, make it Sundays. I love Sundays because it, they used to have what they call a blue law. anybody ever heard that? Yeah. And, and remember, everything was shut down on Sundays. It was some restaurants that were open, but mostly everything was closed. Yeah. Right. But, and I think our, our our nation would be better off yeah. than having commerce on Sundays. Yeah. Are you here? I, I think we can get it done in six days. I don't think we need to have a Sunday. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. No work on Sunday. So, so no lawn work. Okay, we won't go there, but. <laughs> Amen. That's the only day I can get it done, Pastor. No, don't do anything. Just lay on your hammock. Amen. But, but you need to learn to rest. Glory to God. And I believe that's a key. And God wants us to rest. God worked six days and He rested on the seventh. Amen. And so, so we won't get burned out. We don't want to get burned out. Amen. Amen. And so uh, rumors, honor your father and your mother. That's a good one, because, you know, the Bible says in the end days, people are going to be disrespectful to their parents. They're going to be rude and all that. And you need to honor your mother and your father. Now, they may not, you know, they may not do honorable things and they may not, you know, deserve it, but they do because they brought you into the world. And you need to honor them for how, to, how much you can honor them. Maybe if they're in sin or they're not saved, you can't honor some of their sinful ways, but you can honor them as people. Glory to God. And, and there's a promise to that, that you will live a long life. So I want to honor my mother and father. I, I want to honor them. Amen. Uh, th- this one, you shall not kill. It says here, but really you shall not murder. And so really we don't want to be murdering. And, and this is key too. murder is more than just you killing somebody. It's you killing somebody with your words. Amen. So we want to be very careful how we talk about people. You should not commit adultery. That's a good one. The, the world has it this way. Well, I'm not committing adultery. I'm just having an affair. It sounds so much better, doesn't it? An affair. It sounds like an event, an affair. I that. Well, we're, I'm just having an affair. My spouse is not treating me right, right? so I, I so I have the liberty to have an affair no it's an adulterous relationship <laughs> even the world will t- tell you even the world will get on people that have adulterous relationships, especially if they're in politics you know they're cheating on their spouse even the world doesn't like that Amen. right but sometimes TV and the movies will make it glamorous you know and they act like it's no big deal but it's a big deal uh, connected with that sex outside of marriage is a big deal If you're a Christian, you're not supposed to be doing it. Okay, that's my disclaimer there. So you just, you got to do it in marriage because that's where the marriage bed, the Bible says, is blessed. Amen? And God will judge adulterers and fornicators. Okay, we'll continue. Uh, You shall not steal. That's a good one. And uh, of course, let me go back to adultery. If you're not physically doing it, don't be doing it in your mind. Glory to God. In other words, don't have that second look. But can it be a long first look, Pastor? No, not a long first look. You know what I'm saying? Can it be a Jamaican minute? You know what I'm talking? No, you you move, you bolt. You don't focus on that. Why? Because you know, on account the Bible says, on, on account of a promiscuous person, uh, you can be brought to down to a loaf of bread. Amen, amen. Uh, so uh, you shall not steal. So, so these are things that we shouldn't be stealing. You know, th- these are God's top 10 lists. You sh- uh, so we don't want to be stealing. Even stealing something little is, 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 is stealing. Amen. And, I'm, you know, you can get tested in that. You should not bear false witness against your neighbor, which means you don't want to be talking about people and, uh, and, and or telling off or saying something that's not true about somebody. And you've got to be careful. Even if somebody does something wrong, you don't want to keep talking about their weaknesses because you never know if they repented and got right with God. So you don't know. You don't want to keep talking about their, their misdoings or because you don't know where their heart's at. And you keep talking about them, then you are slandering them. Amen. Number 10, you don't, uh, it says you shall not covet. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, if you break it down, uh, it says here, don't don't desire to have some your, what, what your neighbor has. Don't desire your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's car, your neighbor's phone, whatever they have. In other words, don't get envious of other people. Amen. Don't have a strong desire. I want what you got. In other words, we don't. I, I, man, I I had, and you know, you, I preached a faith message and sometimes we get this misunderstanding. I had one person in the church. That, that claimed somebody's house for theirs. They're, now, this person was living in the house, but they said, I want that house and, and I can do it by faith. Not if people are living in it right. and they're Christians. Right. And you can't you, you think God's going to kick them out of the house to put you in it? That, that's that's not that's not true faith. That's, right. that, that's coveting somebody's stuff, you know, and they went over there and they prayed, believing and calling that house in. You just don't do that and they went and knocked on the door and said this is my house that's how you get thrown in jail <laughs> and they said they were from exceed life church i'm like my god and i knew the person i said i don't know what happened i'll talk to him you <laughs> know are you oh you hear what i saying? no 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 you've got to be very careful your faith is not designed to take something from somebody else are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's not designed for you to claim it, name it and claim it and grab it. No, 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 no. You can, you can look, you can build a house just like their house, but it doesn't mean, you know, you can covet, you know, you can like a, the architectural, you know, you know, whatever design of a house and you can design it like that, but you don't take somebody's stuff. That's right. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so I'm going to say this, and we got to get a revelation of this. The world doesn't have a revelation of they have a perverted knowledge of what goodness is, and they're going with what the, what the world says is good. And, and listen, two people of the same sex in love and relationship is not good. Amen. They're having sexual relations with each other is not good. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.